So with A.M. Chester, the, the the garden is the short film. I almost call it the magic because it's basically a film about finding magic. And uh, I guess your, your synopsis, finding magic and the trauma of sudden loss when the magic goes away. Yeah. So that seems like a pretty interesting, if I, if I'm like, I, obviously I write your script, but if I didn't read it, I would think that that's a very interesting tagline because it tells you a lot, but it doesn't tell you much, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well, it's so short, you know, it's, um, five pages. So, um, I don't really want to say much, um, when I talk about it, but, um, in my head, it's, it's when I pictured it, you know, it, it is very magical and it's, um, it's written to be kind of a fantastical magical piece. Um, but it is about trauma. Um, so it talks about the magic um, that that really precedes um, the trauma that occurs um, and how they're all kind of wrapped up and tied together. So the magic when trauma occurs, can you do you think you can expand on on that what you just meant by what you mean by that? Yeah, um, obviously it's about it's about loss. And yeah. so it's it's sort of discovering all of a sudden in your life when you discover something so incredibly wonderful um you have this magic in your life and you're like oh my god this you know something that you never thought would happen and um all of a sudden your life is filled with just this fantastical almost otherworldly sense of of magic and that's what i wanted to capture in the the bulk of the film and then to lose that um and go back to uh the monotony and the, the the normalcy of every day um the difference um at the very end shows you that just those few weeks of of knowing that you have something in your life that is so incredible um it's that magic that I wanted to capture um, in the film. So, so someone, so it's like it's like having a some a human being inside of you, and then basically that human being goes away, right? And and realizing that you know something that seems so every day, you know, babies are conceived and and born and brought into the world every day, but when it's um, something you you don't expect or you don't think will happen it's like, wow, you know, when you stop to think about it, it is this huge, overwhelming, otherworldly, magical thing. Um, and um, having gone through that, and then experienced the loss of it. Um, it was a really powerful moment. And um, something that I didn't appreciate. Um, I have two children I have two older children and so um when my husband and I um were surprised by this baby it was so just unbelievably magical um and then to have it go away yeah um, that that difference was was so stark for me um so I just want to be clear, it's like, because there's some people who basically try to conceive for years and they 
they have difficulties and then they do and then something then it's it's a very high stressful pregnancy and then sometimes they lose the baby but mm-hmm. this what your case is a different case where it's like it just came out of nowhere you weren't expecting you weren't trying to conceive it just happened and then right it just like one of those magical things that just came out of nowhere and then you're like oh my god my life's gonna change everything's this is amazing and then that just that surprise went away i guess yeah 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 that makes that's that that's an interesting story that's then did you then was this kind of therapeutic for you to write this screenplay yeah it took a long time um the this particular loss was so traumatic for me because um it was something that we wanted you know eventually um and uh for some reason i i just took this loss ex- extremely hard i mean i grieved deeply for 2 years like i couldn't go a day without weeping um and then when i was finally able to sort of start talking about it and i actually wrote this as a poem um and then I was able to really visualize it. Um, and it became um, almost visceral. Like I, I could feel the colors. I could feel the sun. I could feel the, um, the grout. You know, when I talk about the film, um, it's uh, the tactile aspects of the film and the, um, the warmth when I talk about the temperatures and things it's something that I could really feel and really see. Um, and I felt like it needed to be cinematic um, gotcha. more than just something uh, that I wrote. Would you want this to be a film? Would you want to make this into a film? Yourself? Very much so. Very much so. Because I'm, I'm just saying from a budget level, it's not, it's not overly complicated no. from a financial standpoint but it's still it's still gonna take, take money you know what i'm saying but yeah could, but what think, i'm saying is it can get done you could you could it could be made into a film i think it'd be a very good one yeah i think it would be i mean just looking at it you would really only need two places yeah. um to shoot it and um if you have good people um it would be especially um in terms of um post-production it would be um, very easy to do so so the you you pointed out in the blog interview that you were talking about like how the medical professions are kind of dropped the ball in the emotional trauma I, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what you're saying but basically yeah I've, I've experienced this before too where like they it, they're, it's all about nuts and bolts it's about healing from a physical standpoint but then from an mm-hmm. emotional standpoint that they don't put the money in or the time or the desire to kind of take care of that I guess right right I mean, I was I was very lucky at a good doctor, a good surgeon, yeah. Sure, and, yeah. um, but they don't have time. You know, this isn't something that doctors have time to um, to help with. And I think this is something that so many um, women, so many couples could could relate to. Um, and it is so brief and it is so short. Um, but I think it the impact of it would be um, important to so many people. Well, wow. it, it's almost like a metaphor or analogy of of like you you lost something that wasn't physical in this world yet. Yeah, that's the same thing with emotional pain, where like nobody mm-hmm. can physically see it, so they don't really pay attention to it in a sense. Yeah, yeah, something that, um, and that's why I like 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 
I like the idea that the whole film starts out sort of with the supernatural element um, and something that you um, don't experience and you can't explain to other people. So to the two people in the film, it's it's very personal and it's very private. Um, and then they just kind of have to go back to their normal lives, and it's it's not it's not shared with other people. It's very tightly framed and very tightly. Um, um, uh, the whole film is very close. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That said, it's like I'm just being like, as I I have children and I'm a man. I never I never had I never. I mean, I was never pregnant. And so I right. could only go, I could only understand my wife so much or even with pain and like what you've gone through the husband mm -hmm. and the part or the partner can only understand so much because we, right. we didn't have the physical pregnancy. Yeah. We still, have, there's still pain of course, but it's not, exactly. I don't think it'd be the same kind of pain one would assume. Yeah. It's, it's different. And I think, um, the the partner being there um and the his presence he's he's a consistent present or she you know yeah. that it's never very clear no, yeah, as yeah. to the gender so the the partner's present is consistent throughout the film um and the the ending scene or towards the end um, one of the questions I think it may have been it may have been you who asked, you know, why doesn't the partner speak um when the news is delivered? And it's because my partner didn't speak. And his his silence was gut-wrenching because he he couldn't speak. He was devastated and he didn't have words. I mean, that was his that was his honest reaction was just I could just feel him just I mean he if he could have dropped to the floor right then he would have and it um I think that's how a lot of couples react and when you're in the moment right there even though that person is with you their silence is sort of them dealing with different emotions and you know, for, for one moment, that gulf is there, no matter how close and how kind and how giving they can be, um, there's a separation, um, in that grief and it's, it's extremely painful. Well, I guess it, 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 you, it's, it's shown in your script. It's like, it's very, people couldn't, everybody can understand to, like everybody kind of has gone through something similar to what you're experiencing, like not right. of course, not the same thing, but like losing somebody, losing a loved one, kind of like yeah, your own, you know. So so it's like that, yeah. It's like it's something that even in the Western world, I'm being general, of course, but it's still not talked about. Um, right. Because like I, I remember my wife lost her mom, and it was like she, it's been four years, but she's still like they were so close, and she's still dealing with it, right? So it's like yeah. And we don't talk about grief. People want I mean, a timeline, right? Like yeah. It's like, like a six month or a year timeline. Okay, you should be fine now. Everything's okay, right? right? And you're, and that's the thing. I, you know, I've lost um, a lot of people in my life, and you, you don't talk about it. You know, parents don't talk about even adult children. I've lost both my brothers, and we don't talk about it. People don't talk to, talk about it, and I see it in my parents' faces, and 
Um, you just don't, we don't talk about, we're so uncomfortable with grief. Um, so the movie in, in essence could really be a metaphor for so many things for yeah. so many people. I think that's what happened. And I don't know if that was conscious on your part, but that that's what happened in your script. Reading it back after I wrote it, I realized, you know, yes, this is why I wrote it, but other people I think can relate to it on so many different levels because anything that you have in your life that comes to you as, as magical and wonderful and, Oh, I can't believe this happened. And then to have it go away. And um, like that, you know, um, that pain, and it doesn't go away. Grief, grief is a, is a horrible thing. And um, you don't get over grief. Grief hits you while you're driving your car three years later, you know, or you're um, walking down the street. Um, it just doesn't. And it's not something that we deal with well, like you said, in the West, in Western culture, especially um, because, yeah, you have a, a certain period of grieving where people bring you food and you know, you're allowed to be off work for this amount of time. And then it's like, OK, no more grieving. Move on with your life. And you're like, I'm never going to get over this. Um yeah, I, I remember having a job where like one of my, my best friend died and I couldn't, they wouldn't give me any time off work because it's like, that's because not he a wasn't family. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, who made this decision? You know what I mean? It was just like, right. it was like things like that. It's just funny how like, yeah, like, there's powers of be or whoever made these decisions of like what, how things should be, I guess. Right. Right. It's like sometimes your best friend is closer to you than your family. Of course. And, of course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you yeah, there's a connection, child childhood friend too, right? So it's like it's right. So it's like there's so many evolved, we've evolved like you know puberty, all that stuff, right? There's so it's a memory. So yeah, it's right. just one of those things. It's just it's just like I remember like okay, I guess I'm gonna have to quit my job then. Right. Yeah. Or I'm just uh, leave me to cry at my desk for yeah. three weeks and not do anything. Um, but I'll be here. Uh, yeah. So that, that yeah, that's what I, I actually quit my job. So they, there you go. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just like yeah, I I I had maneuver. I could maneuver, right? So I've got yeah. one of the lucky ones. But it was just like one of those crazy things. So what mo? I was curious, what motivated you? This is a great script. What and you sent? I'm sure you sent it to a few festivals. Like, what was your motivation for doing that? Um. You know, it's funny. I, I um, I'm a scholar. I I work at a university, and I've been um. I've written books and I do scholarships. So that's what I've been doing the past 15 years, 20 years. Um, and so my energies have been focused on that for so long. And um, I'm, I'm very tired. Um, Cause you know, I got into academia to just save the world, you know, fix the problems and, you know, change generations of students that's all I wanted to do and I uh, realized that that's just not working anymore <laughs> it's just not so um I've given myself more time to get back into writing um I I was a creative writing um person when I was younger and um I've written a couple of scripts I had a feature um that won some awards one about five years ago and 
when I wrote this and it did well actually with this festival was the first one I, I submitted it to and it kind of lit a fire. And I thought, you know what? I, I miss this. I miss doing this. And um, then I, I finished another feature and another short and sort of this summer just kind of blitzed a few um competitions and and festivals um i'm learning a lot of all the things that i've done wrong this year um terrible things that i've done wrong <laughs> but um you've done wrong oh yeah i'm learning all the things like oh i shouldn't have done that um you know all the things that you when, when you've been out of the loop for a long time you're like oh okay that was not the right place to send, <laughs> to send this or or um but it's it's an industry i've been out of the i've been out of it for so long and trying to get back oh you mean from like just like in terms of like like yeah from a career standpoint or like trying to get yeah, yeah okay um so <laughs> but it's something that that comes very naturally to me and something that i enjoy and um tangentially to this um i'm working on a documentary actually at work so it's sort of an in-between thing between my scholarship and my fiction um work in terms of film so it's all kind of coming together and so I thought well you know it's it's time for me to get some of my um scripts out in the world while I'm working on this documentary um to sort of build on that and it's it's all kind of coming together at one time so are you the writer who wrote uh, Renegade Hero or Foe, The Secret? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> secret Traditionalism of Television Bad Boys? That was my first book, yeah. That was your first book? Mm -hmm. Sounds like a pretty interesting read. It's a, It was a fun book. I wrote it, um, it came out in 2008, I think, um, right between the transition between um, the Bush administration and the Obama administration. So it was about TV and um, what was going on in TV during that period. Like the anti-heroes, I guess, right? Like Walter yeah. Ray, yeah, so Dexter. Breaking Bad and Dexter yeah. and, and um, oh, shoot. What's the motorcycle club? Um, yeah, yeah. And Boardwalk Empire and all of those shows. So, um, yeah. That was so. That was a fun book trip. Like even like Don, even Don Draper's kind of a kind of a dick in a sense, right? So. Yeah, there. Yeah, and it hasn't stopped, which is interesting. Yeah. It's it's evolved and changed, you know. And it's, I feel I get, like I, they see they say it's Tony Soprano, right? Where like he he's a sociopathic murderer, but he's yeah. got a kid. He loves his daughter, and then basically we we give him a pass, I guess, right? Yeah. I feel like I should follow that book up with um, a new one because it's changed so much since I wrote it. But um, I'm really tired of writing books that no one reads. <laughs> so. This one seems like a pretty good read. It's like they, I, I'm, I'm like I, I, I do a lot of audible reading while I'm working, and it's like, okay. I, like I'm reading a book about like uh, right now as we speak, like the 1980s kind of uh, action heroes, Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Cause I, I grew up in that era and like, I just, yeah, I just read about like the, the new book about uh was about the teenage shows, the, like all the, like the seven great TV shows that changed. The, like, so this is like oh, right yeah. up my alley. Right. Yeah. 
Actually, the 80s is my one of my main areas of expertise. And my second book um, is about the Reagan administration and um, the blockbuster films and and books that came out during that period that that seemed to be blockbusters, but they were actually um, anti um, capitalist books and anti imperialist things that kind of snuck in um like Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket and Bright Lights Big City and all those really popular um books that actually when you read them um have a lot to say about what was going on during that time period who's that famous one that, that they made a movie that was a bomb that Tom Hanks and Meg uh oh my god the, the Brian De Palma directed it. It's like a very famous '80s book about about what you're talking about. Sorry, I'll get it. I'll get it in a second. So basically, so you're so basically, but the '80s were all about were about the hero, right? Like that's what I'm reading right now. Like, yeah, we're we're like so you got like all these action stars because the world needed a hero now, right? Like even Rocky, right. or the underdog hero, someone like the people believe in that kind of like kind of yeah. like multi kind of storytelling in a sense where it's like it's pretty black and white mm-hmm. right like there's a good guy and a bad guy right yeah and then you have the 80s which is like um the this reagan like yay america go. yeah that's where it, that's it was shown in the movies right like he's right he's all about like america number one america first right like it's about right. like we're like it's it's good to make money it's good to be a millionaire right yeah. So then you have these really cool authors like Brady Sinellis that come in and they write in that vein. But what they're saying is is sort of the opposite of that. And um it's it's fun. It's a it's well, my husband hates it. He's like, there's too many long words in this book. Like there's your sentences are too long. But I really like I it, it was a fun book to write. I was thinking of a bonfire of the vanities. That's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, yeah kind of has that anti-capitalism kind of tone to it right definitely yeah so yeah that's a, that's a good book it, didn't, it wasn't a very good movie but it was a very good book so yeah 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 and then yeah so yeah and then all of a sudden we evolve into the 90s is pretty fun for especially like me if you're a white man it was like a pretty good time like there's no problems at all and then like and then yeah. in the 2000s of course 9-11 and then we wanted we right. want the bad boy right and then you guys you i'm saying because i'm canadian but you guys basically you know elected a bad boy as the president right so yeah yeah and then the 90s are great though because the 90s we have a bunch of serial killer stuff and i i love that um yeah. so i got to write a lot about serial killer things because of course you know the the white male um there wasn't a whole lot going on so who are we going to write about oh that's what are we, let's write about white men and you know serial killers so yeah but it was like yeah it's like the the Kurt Cobain like poor me um I'm a successful white dude I'm not trying to be down on him I'm just he represents right like represents me like poor me I I have everything going for me but I'm still not happy kind of yeah right well that's what I grew up with so yeah yeah Yeah. no it's it's totally awesome it's like uh this like I tell you this is such a good short script I'm glad you like it. And, and, no, because it, 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 it's touching on like it. It's it needs a fine like it. It's it could go wrong. Like I'm for someone who's seen a lot of scripts to movies uh, from that yeah. from that development to execution. It could mm-hmm. go, it could go wrong because it needs a it needs to be really finessed. Yes, really your script from a directorial standpoint, and it's like in in tone wise, like 
it's a tough tone, right? But I think that if it's done with the right hands, it could be really exceptional mm-hmm. film. Yeah, I, I think I just, I mean, I see it so clearly. Like I said, when I wrote it, I, I could see it very clearly. I could feel it. I could hear it. And um, the the way I have it envisioned is that point of view. So you never actually see the people, um, which is a little bit difficult, I would imagine, to shoot. But um, just that idea of them is like a point of view shot. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. it. I think it's a it's a really tidy little piece, and um, yeah. So I'm glad you liked it. Um, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people like it. I'm sure it's going to do well for yourself. If like if you want some at the festivals and and do the award, <laughs> get awards and things like that, like our festival, it's a yeah. kind of a no brainer. So. Well, I hope so. Thank you. And I thanks just, for getting the the flame going because I was like, well, if I did this, let's try a bunch of other ones. And you know, I've had some good experiences and some wretched experiences, but um, we'll see how we do. Well, if we did that in some sort of way, I really that's that's very those are very kind words because it's because yeah, obviously you're a very talented writer. It's just about it's kind of it's just about kind of like the motivation and the desire, I guess, right? Definitely, definitely. And, but it's the, it's a new era, right? It seems like you're getting into screenplays, you get in the narrative form. It's like, yeah, yeah, the the world's ready for you. Thanks, thanks. Very <laughs> I'm much. not just being flaky either. I I I, I truly mean it. I think they, they they're like obviously, like I said, this is this is original take, but it it an original take that makes people can relate. To the, it, it doesn't. It's not over their heads. They can they they get it. So, yeah. That's cool. Well, I hope I hope I can keep going with that. And um, I have a feature out as well, floating around in the ether. And um, it's it's kind of um, it's written in a weird kind of way as well. So I'm I hope that people think that too about it. You know, it's a um, it's kind of a strange film, but um, I think I like it. You know. <laughs> So I hope people feel the same way about that they do about the garden, but we'll see. All right, congratulations. Um, well, let's talk again uh, when we when would you win next award or festival or somewhere else, or this gets made into a film. All right. Well, I appreciate all your help and your encouragement, and it was great being a part of your festival. And if it does get me into film, make sure you said you you've like no no you don't need to submit or anything like that. Just send it send it our way. I want I really want to see it. I absolutely will. Thank you so much. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five, six.